What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 210. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. We talk about job stress, drugs, the election, Borat 2, Kanye on Rogan, Halloween, traffic, winter, pizza, eggs, favorite songs, female bodies, and fraternity memories. Thanks for checking us out. Podcast with Mo. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Back at it again. I know. This is like third time in a week's uh, calendar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've been over here a lot. Um, so hopefully it's been welcoming. Uh, first thing we're going to get to is patreon.com slash podcast Mo. You should go there and give us money. Any amount of money will be uh, uh, appreciated. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Appreciated. Um, and you get early access to the podcast. You give enough, you get shouted out like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, and Pow Wow for being a co-producer and a badass. And we also have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast mo. You can go there and get some fucking cool ass shirts. Hell yeah. Um. So how's it been, man? Uh, work's been pretty stressful, man. Yeah, yeah, you were so, saying that. Uh, I ain't decided whether I'm going to stick around or not. I'll try to give a notice if I do this time. Right. I just don't know if I can mentally take it. It's really having a mental effect on me. Like, I'm just pissed off all the time. Yeah, I had a job for like five years in which I didn't hate like every moment of it, you know, but I dreaded going to work every day. I'd be like a pit in my stomach and I'd be like, oh my God. And like, I would just have like an anxiety attack and I just hated what I did. I didn't believe in the company. I didn't believe in what they were selling. Like it was all just for a paycheck. And I get it. People do that shit every day. And yes, if you have to, you should, you know, do it if you have to or whatever. But, um, the difference between my day to day, like just stress levels. I think the whole like balding spot I have is just from working there. I feel like if I never worked there, I would have a full head of hair even more, you know, like Um, the stress has been unreal lately and it's basically come down to a lazy person, right? It's incompetence by people above you, which I would say it was also my whole feel like we'd have these fucking huge meetings and they would say some shit. I'm like, you're so out of touch with how any of this really fucking works. Right. Like it would get, it'd make you so annoyed. Like uh, they're required me to work an extra day this week and instead of adjusting and giving me two days off like I'm in, should have. Right. Uh, no, they just added me on the sixth day. Yeah, it's some bullshit. It is. I agree. And I'm fucking pissed. I mean, if that was the schedule expectations to work that specific day, you should have had it out before our schedule comes out. We have a deadline to get our schedule numbers to you, so you should have the same to us. Right, or at least, like, you know, if it's however many hours that day, it should be that many hours off other times. Like, Well, no, the whole, I'm not, I don't want to work six days. I see, I see. No, I mean, I'm, I'm on a contract for five-day, 52-hour deal. Oh, well, I mean, if it's five days, if that's what it says, then yeah, I would see. I would understand. Well, of course, I mean, but they'll use manager. you got to be there whenever. But then they just add after I've already made plans. Now I have to fucking cancel everything I had going that day. Right. That's not acceptable. Yeah, but. Employees have rights, too. Ha. Yes. I, guess, I mean, I don't. In this well, state, company, I'm com- not sure what rights they have in this state. Companies forget about this. Right. Well, I mean, it's but also like we live in a a right to work state and they can just they don't give a fuck. They do whatever they want. And it's pitches this whole like it helps small businesses, but it's used by big businesses. Yes, it is. So um, I don't you look it up if it's in your state, if you're unaware, if that's something that happens. Yeah, I can't believe that ever passed. I wish we could repeal it because nobody I talk to likes it. Right. Uh, Well, laws aren't passed for. The common man to lock them. They were passed <laughs> to benefit the rich people. So I say we should somewhat get into politics because the election's tomorrow of when this comes out. I mean, you oh, can, yeah, okay. you can do some early voting now if you want. But uh, the election is tomorrow. Um, people keep asking if I'm early voting. I early voted in one of the Obama elections. I don't remember which one. And I waited forever to vote. So because the, I mean, the agriplex is packed when I drove by it this morning. Right. And so I was like, and every time I voted just at my polling place, it's fairly quick. Now, I know it's not like that in a lot of places. <laughs> a lot of places, it takes you a very long time if you're in a big city. So I was like, I'm just going to go the day of. I had to vote at this church over here. Me once. too. And I don't know. Back the, at the Irving Center now. It is? 
I don't know. I said, or is it? Because that's where it originally was. No, I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, yeah, I moved it down to the church. I don't know what the RV Oak Center Street. is, to be real honest. On 4th and Oak, that building there. Oh, that's getting tore down, I thought. Well, they have they rebuilt it, it months ago, yeah. Oh, I've been it's like in a, I don't drop in that side of town. Some kind of senior living, I guess people go there, and seniors go there and hang out, I guess. Well, they'll have signs up that say boat yeah. here. But uh, the church has went way easier than the Irving Center did, so yeah. I hope it's I don't know. Church. I hadn't even been in there. It's a brand-new building. They tore it down, built it back up. Right. Uh, I went there for when I got arrested, and they were like, we're going to take your license just because it was a drug charge. I was like, but I wasn't driving. And they were like, that's just the new law. And I was like, well, this is some bullshit. And so I took this test that was like, how many drugs have you ever done? And then uh, they decide basically off that what you have to do to get your license back. Wow. So um, lie, if anyone's ever in there. Uh, you know, I was like. I half lied. It's like, have you ever done ecstasy? And I've like tried it once. You know, that was an option, but I should have put never. Right? right. Like I, I was stupid, but I didn't put the actual of like dozens of times. You know, I didn't right. do that one either. Um. So I remember arguing with an ex meth head lady that ran it, and she said something about how she was an ex meth head, but you know that's her thing. And I was, I basically didn't give a fuck, and I was like, yeah, but I was smoking pot in my own apartment. Um, I don't think that's the same as smoking meth. And she was like, why not? And I said, well, because you can die from meth and you can't die from pot. And she goes, but you could smoke so much pot, you fall asleep and sleeping is like dying. And I was like, no, it's <laughs> not at all. Like, I was so annoyed by wow. having to talk to this old meth head lady. And then one you of my things. blew her mind. I had to, what little was left. Right. And when I had to go to this counseling thing, they told me I'd do 12 weeks. Uh, and I go, can I do it twice a week and just do it in six? And they were like, sure. And so I done one on Tuesday and Wednesday. One of those, the prison guys got bust in. And so I was like the only person not in jail in their group. But our fucking counselor lady had a pot leaf tattoo on her lower back, like a tramp stamp pot leaf tattoo. So I'm like, what the, f- what the <laughs> fuck is all this shit? Like, I was so pissed about it all. And I just, you know, eventually done all my shit, paid my money and got my license back. But right. fucking suck. Yeah, it's bullshit. That's, so that's my memory of the Irving Center. So fuck that place. <laughs> I think I did some CPR classes there once. Um, the one I didn't know in college. I did say we, you know, we talked about the election tomorrow. I am ready for it to be over. I don't think uh, it's going to be over quickly. You know, I think it's going to be drug out. Whatever side loses is going to claim they should have won or they really did win or something. Unless it's just a fucking sweep of some sort of like every fucking i'm not ready for what follows the elections the last several elections right well i've seen and i'll say this on both sides because you know i i see a lot of people uh claiming only yeah i see a lot of liberal friends of mine sharing this meme that it's pretty good it's like you know the right calls us the radical left but we're not the ones carrying assault rifles and blah blah and all this shit i'm like well actually here's the thing i've seen the protests and the left are and the right are their mirror images of each other. They just are. I watched a video today of a fucking in South Carolina where some fucking skinny little motherfucker try to run at this country dude. And then someone put him in a headlock. And then this other big dude from the liberal side was like, hey, let him go with the gun. And there other people had a gun. I'm like, someone's going to fucking die. Wow. Um, but no one did. You know, I, I was just like, tensions are rising. And it's so like, God damn it. Just vote and get. Move no. on with your fucking life. I just want to go crawl in a hole for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> um, now, I did watch Borat 2 since the last time we recorded. I think since last time, maybe before we recorded. I don't remember. It was great. I, I personally loved it. I have to rewatch it again because Koopy fell asleep um, right after the period dance. If you've seen it, you know you know the period dance part. Um, I, I think it's a better story, like movie story, than the first one. Right, like it has like a very defined like it's his daughter. He's gonna bring her to America to find basically a husband or to present her as a gift to someone in American politics to help Kazakhstan. Yeah, you know, and it's like I don't know, it makes sense. And then they're ambushing people, but they like piece together the work. It, it just kind of works as a story. Where I think the first Borat was funnier, but it was kind of random and you didn't know who was in on it and who wasn't. Right. You know, and it, where this one he's come out since and like there's these Jewish women that like when you watch it it's the one thing where I'm like oh my fuck I can't believe he's doing this but it came out later that he told this old woman beforehand because he she was a Holocaust survivor so he didn't want to like not give her a heads up right. you know he was trying to respect her that way so like there's some stuff that's come out there's this black woman who I thought was a star of the film and uh, she's from Oklahoma and now she's coming out like how she feels betrayed because they lied to her and stuff it's like but but you were right like you're the moral compass of the film like and 
a lot of people are basically, basically like, well, he told me it was for something else, so I let my true colors out. You know, and they don't really say it, but like, right. they say it was for something else, so therefore that's why they acted that way. And it's like, you acted like how you would act on a TV show or whatever. To me, that's still, that's still you. I don't right. know. Um, Trying to say they was acting since it's a film. Right, something like that. Like, there's one that, again, that, I feel like I've talked about this before, but I don't remember on what. There's this one doctor uh, who tells who he thinks is a 15-year-old girl he would have sex with her if her father wasn't there. Now, they just set up, yes, with Borat's character being like he wants his daughter to be sexy so he can get a man. And she's like, would you have sex with me? And the doctor goes, oh, if your dad wasn't here, hell yeah. But I'm <laughs> like, but you don't say that shit to a 15-year-old as a fucking right. 60-year-old man. Like, that's fucking creepy. So, like, hey, speaking of which... Uh... Town over got a coach arrested. I saw that. I saw that, that. same thing. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get that in a second because I actually <laughs> question that. But anyway, Borat two I thought was really good. I think the very end. I don't want to give it away. Like the way they wrap up the story is so fucking good. Not the Rudy Giuliani part. That part, I'll be honest, it's not a setup. And he was definitely a creepy old man. But I don't think he got anywhere close to him getting a hand job or anything like that. Like you know, people are making right. it act like it was right there, and then. Fucking Sasha Baron Cohen came in and saved the day. Now, I think Sasha Baron Cohen was concerned, and so he did probably pull the trigger a little early before something like that could happen. But uh, Giuliani was def- definitely flirts with this girl who is supposed to be 15 but is 24. I, I know people are going to be like, but she – if I don't know if Giuliani knew she was 15. They don't make that how clear, right? Right. I don't know how clear that is in the movie. Um and she does. She looks fucking thirty in that one particular scene because they have her all makeuped up and shit. So like, I understand how his defense could be there, but he was still a creepy old man of like, you know, trying to use any political sway he could, you know, with this young woman or whatever. I don't know. Wow. Uh, I don't really. I don't think that was the the as bad as it's been made out to be. But I do think the movie was uh good and. The whole shock value and the whole point of it, in my opinion, is to how people react. It's not – you can't be like, well, Borat said something racist. It's like, well, that's not the point. It's kind of like The Office. How, like, the point's on if Michael Scott says something racist. It's how the other people react. Like, this is how, like, the real people react to someone who they think is racist. You know, like, okay. like he goes into a store and he's like, I got to buy a cage to put my daughter in. And instead of the guy at the store being like, hey, you don't put your daughter in cages – he upsells him to like, well, hell, this one's a little roomier if you want, <laughs> you know, and then you're just like, you see this dude in the story just not, you know, he's like, well, it's his daughter. I guess that's his thought process, right? But you're like, that's fucking crazy to me. Well, a lot of people call their animals sons and daughters. Well, but she's right there. I mean, oh. next to him. And then she's like, is this, how many are going to live in here? It's so big. Wow. You know, it's a, I mean, I think it's worth watching if you have Amazon Prime. So uh, that's my recommendation this week. Also this week, Kanye West is on Joe Rogan. I have like such an opposite opinion, I think, of what I've seen everyone else. Everyone else acts like they're like, oh, that's how Kanye's brain works. No, I understand him now. And I listen to it, and I'm like, no, I don't want to get into this because anytime we ever get an email, the reason we don't even have fucking email things anymore is because anytime I bring up religion, people want to fucking write in about their opinions on religion. And you can have your own opinion on religion. That's great. Make a podcast about it. Um, My opinion listening to this one was – Every single thing that, like, he didn't have an answer for, he's like, because God talked to me and God told me because I love God and God's my mission and God, 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 God. And I'm like, well, it was one of the most boring podcasts I've ever listened to. Wow. Joe Rogan spoke less than 5% of the time. Kanye just would fucking ramble on and ran on forever. And I understand and kind of appreciate the way he'll talk about one thing and then he's like, and then there's this, and then there's this, because my brain works in a similar way. So that didn't even really bother me. I did think it was somewhat interesting. But then Joe Rogan, instead of questioning, he'd be like, so your mind just works like this? And then Kanye's like, well, see, if I have everything in front of me, I always make the right answer. And God has chosen me to make the right choice. And you're wow. like, okay. Anyway, it just went on about God forever. And now other people I've talked to who are believers in religion are like, I didn't get that takeaway at all. And I'm like, okay. So maybe it only stuck out to me because I'm not a person who's like, maybe the answer is God for everything. But that was my big takeaway from it. And he followed up with Alex Jones on his podcast. It was the next episode. And it was fucking awesome. I fucking love Alex Jones. But then Joe Rogan pissed me off on that one because of where he is. And he wouldn't question Kanye at all. He did nothing but fucking be mean to Alex Jones the whole time. He's like, well, come on, Alex, come on. And then Alex Jones one time was like, I feel like you're being kind of mean to me, Joe Rogan. And then <laughs> Joe was like, I'm not being mean. And I 
in my car was like, yes, you are, Joe Rogan. You've been mean this whole fucking time. And then he had this dude, Tim Dillon, who's this funny comedian who loves Alex Jones. So he was like, you know, the kept the peace, I guess, between them. But um, I thought that one was very good. And then a lot of people are now going to cancel Spotify because Alex Jones was on right. Joe Rogan and Spotify pays Joe Rogan and blah, blah. And it's a whole fucking thing, right? And uh, I just think, like Alex Jones would bring up like legit conspiracy theories and Joe Rogan would be like, are you sure? What do you mean by that? And then Alex Jones would be like, look it up, Jamie. And he would tell him and then Jamie pulled up and like a few things they proved he was right on. You know, the shit Alex Jones said a couple things he wasn't quite right. And they would correct him. He'd be like, well, whatever. And he'd kind of move on. But, you know, I felt like they did a pretty good job of fact checking him, you know, oh, and yeah. he was fucking drunk. And then he was uh, invited himself to be on the election episode. So I guess tomorrow night you could watch him stop back. He invited himself. Then Joe Rogan kind of called him out on. He's like, "Well, since you invited yourself, he's like, oh, you don't want me here? You don't?" Because <laughs> again, he got all drunk, was getting all hostile. But it was a very entertaining podcast. So uh, that's my Joe Rogan talk for the week. Uh, anything else happened in your life besides uh, you know shitty work? I saw where your kids are dressing up for school or some shit. Yeah, that's my wife and my son. I guess we're having contests at school for Halloween week and different look every day. And I guess he's won all three days so far. Oh, hell yeah. Whatever. Hell yeah. I saw the day with like Elvis or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a greaser type deal. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like a grease person with the leather jacket. Um, I do not miss that shit at all. I haven't dressed up for Halloween and... I can't even tell you the last time I dressed Man, up. Man, I used to paint my face every Friday for football. I love, I love that shit. I mean, painting your face for football. I, mean, I don't know what you did to paint your face, and well, wearing yeah. a Halloween costume could be quite different. Well, you know, it involves a lot of paint. At least the ones I always wore on Halloween. Oh uh, yeah, see, I don't, I didn't wear too much stuff to paint me. I mean, when I was a little kid, my mom would try to do the Frankenstein shit my with mom the little. Didn't do the pre-bought costumes. We had to make our shit. Yeah, I would just be like, I don't want to. Like, I just, honestly, I didn't really never cared about being anything for Halloween. Like, well, it seemed like no. something I had to do to get candy, but I never wanted to we do didn't it. Dre- we dressed up because we wanted to go get candy. Otherwise, right. see, we wouldn't get to trick or treat. But then, like, in junior high and high school, some kids still dressed up because they were all into it. I was like, mm, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't, don't want to do that shit. You ain't giving me food? I'm not doing it. <laughs> it seemed like we got into almost high school, and then we started having egg wars between the classmen and stuff. Oh, shit, yeah, we didn't do eggs. I mean, ours was always just toilet paper. It was paper. cool until they started boiling them, you know. That uh, shit hurt. I mean, I I remember getting, uh, we went to war with a junior high teacher of mine who shot us all with BB guns right. as we fucking toilet papered and water ballooned him and his son in their house, and they shot us with BB guns. And I was like, why did this happen? That'd why be we... huge news today. Right. Uh, I mean, we hated him because of it, and I understand he was just like, I'm defending my yard but I, to me if you're a teacher i feel like if you get toilet paper you got toilet paper. that was just part of it you know you knew fucking kids that did it yeah that just what sucks about being a junior high teacher you know like that they should have put that shit in the contract like hey you're gonna get fucking toilet paper so sorry it happened to you but uh we'd toilet paper all of our friends houses like normally that's how it start you would like a few friends would start and then you would toilet paper your friends and after you did it you would be like you want to come join our crew to toilet paper the next person they'd be all pissed but they'd be like yeah, let's go get Clayton's yeah. house. <laughs> so they would, wouldn't be like too mad for much longer because then all of a sudden they're accomplices. And then, yeah, by the end of the night, I still remember my dad taking, and I think I brought up on this podcast where my dad taking a bunch of us um, out the night we got shot with BB guns. And this kid, a, a grade older than me, who was this black kid, uh, you know, was very vulgar. Not because he's black, he was a country ass motherfucker, but that night he was like, fuck this motherfucker, right? He was like really into it and shit. My dad was just gonna be like, y'all are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, my, you know, my dad's so like passive in a way, yeah. but he was just sitting a couple blocks away in his truck with the, all of our, you know, duffel bags full of supplies in the bed of the truck and shit. And he was like, man, guys, he's really getting after it. <laughs> I'll be like, yep. <laughs> That's where I just sat there and watch y'all do this shit. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and then whenever we were ready, we're like, all right, got to take everybody home. Man, the traffic has sucked lately. Like, if I'm to pull out and have to go across and, like, turn, like, you're just going out and traffic's coming this way, and uh, yeah, I swear to Jesus, someone in the inside lane that I need to turn in always speeds up, and then it sets off the whole pace. Because you're waiting for this one to go by, and you're like, okay, some cars are coming. This motherfucker will see you trying to turn, and motherfucker will speed up, and then you have to wait like three more turns. It's so frustrating. 
Uh, first, I hate pulling out. I agree. Um, no, yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I drive all all day for my job. Um, and what I've the easiest way to explain it, and every time I explain it this way to someone in town, they're like, exactly. It's just everyone is always trying to beat you so they can turn. Like they're always trying to hurry up and turn before you. Yes. And so it's always this race. And maybe people are like, that's fucking normal. But it's not like, so like if I'm coming down and like I go down 14th a lot, right? And so it's one, a road that has like n- hardly any stop signs. Like a lot of, you know, you're the one-way traffic right. and everyone's stopping for you. But if someone's at one and you're less than a block away, they're like, I better hurry the fuck up and pull out in front of him. When I'm like, there's no one behind me. If you just waited like five seconds and got behind me, you would block no one. You would right. slow no one down. But in their mind, they're like, I got to pull out now because right now I have the time to do it. And you're or like, oh, it's these so motherfuckers uh, won't want to be in the correct lane they need to be in, and they'll like to hurry up and speed up and try to cut you off just so they can turn in front of you. Right. Me. Well, the need for speed sort of driving is really annoying. And I assume that's all douchey guys or young kids. You know, the whole like, they try to shuffle between the traffic. Yeah. Like they hurry up and they're like, we're going to hit that same red light. And then we get there, and you're like, we're just right there, bro. Like, I don't. No, but they'll try to speed up in front of me and whip in and cut me off just so they can turn in front of me. So if I see them potentially doing this, I will speed up. So they have to, no, you didn't get in this lane way back. You should slow down and get in behind me. Don't come up and cut me off, so I'll speed up and play their game with them. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do, I think. I mean, I have to. I feel like you have to. I Every agree. now and then I lose because, you know, I don't want to rear in someone right. or nothing. But. For someone to pass you, to get in front of you, and then to all, then to just get over into a turn lane is oh, horrible. Oh, happens so often. I also hate um, when, because in our town we have, like, that middle turn lane down for the mo- you know most of the street, the main street here. I hate when people put their blinker on and then don't get in it for, like, a long – and I'm like – just get in that fucking middle lane, man. Just you have your blinker on. Get in the fucking middle. Or get out of the way. They will get in the middle lane before you can, uh, like, like half a mile before they're supposed to turn, and then you can't get your middle lane because, like, you're supposed to turn on this side, and they're supposed to turn on that side, but they'll try to cut in front of you, so you got to wait on them to pass through the middle lane before you can make your appropriate turn. Right. And I'm sure all the people are having a great imagination out there. Um, but my last one I'm going to play about has me every fucking day is right here. People want to turn this fucking donut shop right when I need a turning. Like I'm coming to Browns. I'm coming here. And uh, it's like, as soon as they can get in that middle lane, they do it. And it's like, you got a fucking block. Yeah. You got like a long time till you need to get over there. So yeah, I agree that that can, uh, Get annoying. And now that Starbucks is here, I could always make that right turn going to Mazio's. Like you can pull up off Mississippi, make the right yeah, yeah. turn, always. Yeah. The person in front of me every time for the last three fucking weeks has been going to goddamn Starbucks, so I have to wait the full cycle, and it pisses me off. That's what really grinds my gears about traffic this week. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's just going to get worse because it's gotten cold, which is next on my list, is that winter is here, at least – this week it is. I mean, and it's Oklahoma, you know, it could disappear again or whatever. But um, it got fucking like 32 degrees at some point in time this week. Some school shut down around here, which was a little premature, but it happens. Uh, and then I know people where I work was pissed. They didn't get shut down. I was like, the roads aren't bad. What do you mean? I got shut down for weather? Yeah. I was like. Uh, for rainy weather? Yeah. So I was like. Oh, I, my goodness. Well, because Stratford did. Stratford called it like at 6 o'clock the day before, you know, one of those moves. And then yeah. so where I where people were like, well, they should call here too. And then the next day when they didn't and they had to go to work, people are all mad or kids at school. And I'm like, there's nothing – like, there's not one icicle anywhere that I see. I don't know which are. Anyway, uh, but that's how it is, you know. I will say the roads are pretty damn slick. I had to take a – A lot of da- rain slick. Daughter yeah. to the school or to the city for a doctor's appointment on uh, Monday. There were at least 20 cars between there and back that had been going too fast and ran off the side of the road. Yeah, one right well, place we were just talking about, I saw this lime green Mustang got hit. Or... Yeah, and then on the way back, we stopped about 20 minutes on the Oklahoma City side of Shawnee at a dead stop. And then when you finally get up there, there's cars strung up for a half a mile just because people want to go fast on this slick-ass rain. It was raining hard. Yeah. I, started getting a tur- I started getting the other lane one time. And started a hydroplane, and I slowed my ass down and said, nope. Went back in the slow lane, did about 45. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Well, and 
hydroplaning is some scary ass shit. I mean, especially because like it hasn't happened to me in so long that I know if it happened to me right now, I'd be like, fuck, <laughs> because, you know, it used to happen. It felt like a lot more. But I think maybe cars are just better now. I don't know. Or maybe I don't the know. wake of roads are worse. I felt that car shift. I said, whoa, oh shit. Right. Um, yeah, hydroplane is definitely scary. I remember back in the day picking up Penny from the bus, like I went with Rusty, Twitched Off Falls. She rode a, you know, got a bus in from where the fuck she was at. And uh, on our way there, he hit a fucking hydro, like a Rick Slick spot. And he was on, it was like one of those, like turning back and forth like eight times. Dang. It was this old fucking 85 Cougar. You know, it was like fucking this huge car. And it was like the most impressed I had ever been with Rusty as far as his like driving skill or maybe even anything. I was like, holy fuck. Because it was like when we were going this way and you would think you would turn, you you, know, right. you have to be like ahead of it. You and, turn opposite and you wait for the tail end and you turn around <laughs> and wait for the tail end. Right. Yeah. I mean. And uh, I remember it being like, holy shit. But it's also because it was such an old car, you know, and it was so big. It was boatish. Yeah. It really sold it. Sold it a lot more. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad winter is here. Um, I personally prefer the cold weather over the hot weather. Now, yes, there is moments where I'm like, man, my fatness is super cold. You know, my back. Like, to me, that's what always gets really cold. It's like I'm standing outside, like, in a T-shirt or some shit because I'm an idiot. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, my back is super fucking cold. Like, my arms don't really get cold, but my yeah. back gets so cold. So I've been trying to wear jackets. I feel like the older I'm getting, the easier I get cold. That's another another thing for sure. For sure. I used to be... Because I guess I'm more of a fall guy. Fall, spring. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, fall is definitely my favorite uh If we had season. an actual fall. You we know? just did not this year. <laughs> it went... We had fall for like a few days and then went Yeah, I know. So that did... So I, I still have fucking leaves all on my trees, but it was 30-something fucking degrees. Right. Like, that's fucking weird. So, um... I do see a lot of people complaining, though. I felt like the last two years, our winters were very, very mild. We didn't have shit for winters. I they weren't think. very cold. There wasn't very much snow or anything like that. So typically that makes you think, like, well, it's coming then, you know. Winter but is coming. I haven't read the Farmer's Almanac or whatever, yeah. you know, would would really tell us. Because that shit's normally pretty accurate, which I don't I understand. Know. But they, they, they get it. <laughs> Whatever they do. And uh, whoever makes that shit. Oh, I talk about pizza a lot. So I had a good pizza. That I was uh, happy with uh, from San Ramos, which is like, I don't have a brick oven or some shit. I think that's their big claim to fame, right? I'm not sure. They have something that makes them special, you know, over the other people they claim. Uh, And it is more like classic pizza, so that's good. I will say there's something a little different about the cheese. I don't know what it is. Um, It doesn't last as long, you know, like when it cools, it's like a little more... I don't fucking know how to explain it. Something about the cheese is a little different than other pizza cheese. Like, it is, it's good when it's fresh, but as soon as it kind of cools off, it's like, ah, this isn't as good as it was a moment ago. Whereas in the most of the time when you get a pizza, cheese is about the same, you know, for a couple hours, it seems, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, But it was, uh, was good. A little more expensive than others. Debating if I'll, you know, what I'll do the next time I want pizza because I normally love wings. Right. Like that's that's another huge deal in this place. I don't believe has wings. Not that I saw. See, like it's pizza, pasta, sandwich, kind of original calzone type deal. Yeah, I believe you're right. The calzones I have been a little because they're like a fucking hot pocket or whatever. Yeah, that's what an actual calzone is. What yeah. my place has is called a calzone ring. It's, right. Well, and when I where I grew up, they had calzones like that place, but they sliced it. Right. And so I didn't know if the, that place sliced it, or I sure. thought they were like little hand personal calzone, like kind of, Italian empanadas, if you. Basically, basically, if you took like a nine inch deep pan and put toppings in half of it, folded some bitch over, and crimped it. Gotcha. That's what a calzone is. I just didn't. I guess I was like, do they sell them for one? Is like for one person, or is there calzones? Do they serve multiple probably people? For one. Right, maybe, so like, maybe two, depending on how hungry you are. But right. it was more mostly a one. Like where I grew up, it seemed like their calzones were like for a family. Like it was like a fucking right. Came in a pizza box and shit. And it's uh, kind of like you know our calzone. It's good three, yeah, two to three people. Easy. Yeah, uh, we do enjoy the calzone rings, Mazios. That's Coopy's favorite. Typically, I just wish she liked some other something besides the pepperoni. It's a lot of fucking pepperoni in that motherfucker. I'm like. Can we get like that bacon chicken ranch? She's like, no. <laughs> so she's not a fan of bacon or ranch. So, really? She thinks it's weird to put bacon on basically anything except 
eating bacon for like she loves bacon for breakfast. But yeah, when I'm like, hey, we're gonna add it to this, she's like, I don't know about that. Oh, do bacon and uh, green beans, man. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I do you know, our beans generally, and that's pretty good. Uh, I used to wrap all my steaks in bacon. I would like get a little toothpick and wrap it and put it in place, make it look fancy. But she always thought that was weird. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to waste fucking time doing that shit then. And then uh, there's something else that I just thought was great with bacon. She was like, it's weird. Maybe just pizza. I love fucking bacon on pizza. And she thinks it's, I don't know. She's like, that doesn't belong there. And it's like, yeah, it does. It's fucking great. What are you talking about? Oh, man. She's never had a breakfast pizza. It's called American pepperoni or something. Um, I have a recipe saved for breakfast pizza because I remember in my childhood, there's only one breakfast pizza that's even good. Um, and that is the ones that you got from the Swans Man. Now, the Swans Man did not visit my house or anyone in my family. I don't think anyone in my family has ever got a Swans person that I knew of. We've got a Swans delivery once or twice when I was a kid, maybe. But like a while ago, because I remember my friend Dude would get some, and then I had uh, Trevor and Chance. This is where I ate this pizza. I was at their house, and that's how I know they got from the Swans Man. Um, it was basically like a rectangle-shaped pizza. And they also had this, I think, at elementary schools. I want to say my school had as well. But the sauce was fucking white gravy and then pizza cheese and then sausage. And it was maybe a little egg as well with the sausage. And it was so good. And uh, I found that recipe. It came up on fucking Facebook. And I was like, save that goddamn recipe. Hell, yeah. And so I'm going to try to make it eventually. Well, I take some eggs and bacon sauce and put it on the crust. And then I'll put some sausage and onion and jalapeno and bacon. And then I'll top it off with some cheese. It's delicious. Yeah, see, that's like a Mexican breakfast pizza or some shit. I'm not trying to eat no fucking peppers in the morning myself. I ain't like that. I ain't about that life. Or fucking onions in the morning. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, flavor. Yeah. Flavor. Maybe later in the day. Not in the morning. I show honestly I don't like peppers that much. I don't eat breakfast that often. From a but. from a texture standpoint for some reason. But I do enjoy salsa. Like on a chip. Yeah. But my dad is also the type that when we eat breakfast, he just puts anything that exists he'll put on his eggs. Whereas in like I tell everyone eggs are my favorite food. And I only mean that like if I had one food for the rest of my life, I could probably live off just eggs. Like I could eat eggs every meal. Like I enjoy them that much. Um my dad, I guess, is opposite. He'll like fucking put a big bunch of fucking pecani sauce. Or fucking hot sauce, Ketchup. or grape jelly, or yeah, cause anything. If he he just can't eat them normal, and like me and my mom are both of like the yolk is the sauce. What are you talking like, like on Fridays? Yeah, on I can see people doing that on scrambled oh, eggs. Everything, yeah, he'll always add some shit to it, and it's always fucking weird. Whereas, in I picked up my egg eating technique from my grandfather in Colorado. And I think it's interesting because you pick up you know random shit from people. Um, but I watched him do it one time, and I was like, that looks so fucking cool for some reason in my like nine-year-old brain and i was like i'm gonna do that as well and he takes his fork and his butter knife you know and he'll say he'll have like three fried eggs or whatever and then he does an x over them like with both of them until he cuts all into little bitty pieces so I've basically seen that done he makes his fried eggs into scrambled eggs but with yolk you know right. basically right and then he stirs it all up until it's a big fucking mess and then he eats that shit with some to- and i do that too every single and time sop up the yolk with the toast yeah or biscuit or- <laughs> exactly and it's so good and i do it every time as well and uh i'm like yeah cool i, I might did- not do the x technique but i'll at least cut it up every time if i oh, don't yeah. have enough you know and i i do that exactly almost except unless i have hash browns and i mix that shit in mm, interesting see the oh. only time i eat hash browns we have a place that i love like honestly i miss going to prairie kitchen because Prairie Kitchen was like, mine and Koopy's like, we're having a lazy Saturday, but we're fucking hungry. We're like, let's go to Prairie Kitchen. It'll be so good. Right. And I started getting the fucking expensive-ass thing they had. But it's like eight fifty or something. So it's expensive. I'm like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to go for it. And uh, it comes with fucking pancakes with fucking whipped cream and shit on it. So I get that on the side. But they have hash browns. So I always eat my eggs and toast and meat first. And then I eat my hash browns all to their self with ketchup on it. And then I ate my pancakes. Oh, dude, mix the hash brown with the fried egg and the yolk. See, I oh, normally put a little God. bit in with the yolk to to finish that up. That has happened. But I just, I, it's just a John ass open tater tot. So it has to have ketchup in it. That's where my brain goes for hash browns. I've eaten ketchup on hash browns, but I prefer to mix it with my fried eggs. And it's also probably because of McDonald's. You know, McDonald's and hash browns. I do browns. not like the sausage links that their breakfast places serve. I definitely prefer patties over links. Right. I don't uh, know. They just got this weird taste. But I always go bacon over sausage in a I mean, restaurant. I could do bratwurst and hot links and shit like that all day, but the little breakfast ones, huh? 
I mean, the thing I get it, Greg Kitchen, I was just talking about it. I get it because it comes also with ham. It got like country, like, like a the ham cattle steak. barons breakfast or exactly. something. Exactly. The cattle barons breakfast. Oh, man, that's the one. So we roll deep. I can't wait till fucking life's normal when we can go fucking eat at restaurants normally again. Yeah, I know, right? When is that going to be? Anytime soon? <laughs> I have no idea. of this shit. My mom was kind of uh, making fun of us. My parents came up a couple weeks ago and I was like, well, I'll just go pick up the food. And they're like, you don't want to go in, go in? And I was like, no. I was like, first off, we rarely go inside and eat in a restaurant anywhere, ever. And I essentially don't want to, like, in our, like, COVID scare or whatever. And I was like, and I'm not saying we'd get it, but if y'all did, I'm being real fucking stupid. But y'all came up here, took your mask off from this fucking restaurant so you could eat some food. And then all of a sudden, y'all got it. I would just, I'll just go pick it up. And then, it, you know, it's like two blocks down the road. I went got Sam's fucking fish, came back, we ate it, it was great. Um, but my parents thought it was weird that we didn't want to go oh, eat dude, in the Oh, dude, the beans and rice over there. It's amazing. Is it? I haven't never tried them. It's really fucking good. Like, we've replaced one of our sides with beans and rice now. I will, because I hate their hush puppies. Uh, beans and rice, it's, got, it's a little spicy, but it's delicious. Go down that. Uh, Kubi likes the hush puppies. They have jalapenos in their hush puppies. That's what, again, I don't I just don't love peppers. And it's not, I don't think they're too sponsy. I just don't like biting into it. I get like a mushy, oh, that's a mushy fucking pepper in my hush puppy, which I expect to be like a... Not that. I don't know. I was just like, I don't like this shit. I like them. Sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't, because sometimes they're over-fried or something. They're yeah. hard. And... Yeah. You don't want them too hard. This is true. Um, uh, what else we got going on in the world? I Today was thinking of, I can name my favorite songs from second, third, and fourth grade, and I was going to try to figure out if I could remember what my favorite, like looking at records, like, oh, what my favorite song was. But those I remember just off the top of my head. I remember Coolio's One, Two, Three, Four in second grade was my favorite song, and I sang it all the time, and Bryce Boha was the only other kid that knew what the fuck it was. I don't know if I remember anything other than my teachers from those grades. Yeah, I remember my teachers too, for sure. Not fourth, because we switched classes, so I don't even know who I had. In fourth, we had switched schools. We actually went to Temple for like half the year. Uh, interesting. It was weird. Uh... Going from my three A school to where everybody's in a eight classrooms. You know, yeah, Temple's fucking there. small as shit. Uh, and also the racial population of Temple's quite different than Long Grove, I would assume. Yeah, I get. I don't know. I didn't really know. To, I didn't know. I, was, I mean, when I was, I was going through school, Temple was probably I was like young and ninety percent black. I would say eighty percent, maybe. I have no idea. Um. I don't remember that that way. We had several blacks along growth. I mean, I've known white people from We Temple. had one of the towns kind of out by Velma closed, and they, most of them came to Long Grove. It was a black community school. Fox? No, Fox still open. No. Yeah, I don't remember. It was like Graham. I know that there's one, and who cares about our sidetracks here, but when I drive back from Warica to here, uh, I go through these two little bitty fucking towns between here and Ratliff City, and between like Davis and Ratliff City, and one of them is an all-black town, to my knowledge. That might, It was right around in that area. And the only way I found that out, not that, you know, I didn't go to the fucking knock on doors, you know, how would you know if the town's an all-black town? But one day I was coming back, and there was like 40 black cowboys, like guys on fucking horses, going down the side of the fucking road in the middle of the town. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I never, I, at that point in time, I had seen like two people, two black dudes ever on horses, and that was the Stallionaires, and they were on I Love New York on VH1, and then they had their own show called Real Chance of Love, and uh, that was Real and Chance, and they were called the Stallionaires, and they were from a horse farm, they are black, and so they showed that shit. I remember that. But in general, I don't know many black people are like riding around horses and shit. So I remember coming back to college and bringing that up one of my classes. And one of my teachers was like, oh, yeah, that's – and he knew the name of the town. He's like, that's an all-black town. That's – they're all – they have all that land and farm. Like, that's how that is. And I was like, oh, cool. But – Oh, yeah, there are several country ones. Yeah. And so it's just something – you don't see – I don't think hear about that too often. I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, the graveyard dudes down in uh, Georgia, you know, I, I think they're like, – uh, Makem, Georgia, I believe is where they're from. Uh, that sounds like a country name. I, they, whenever like Southern Comfort calls in, he has you know kind of a country twang. Like I'm sure there's just I think the portrait that they show of certain like minorities on TV, it's like no, no. There's like a million different like there's Southern black people right. and they're fucking country as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like uh, made me look cityfied. Right, exactly. I still will never forget in high school meeting a dude. 
it was it was weird because it was just like don't be a menace uh the parody movie there's a dude that called himself white boy and he was a dark-skinned black dude that moved to warica and he hated black people he had a confederate flag tattoo and he dressed all country and i was like 13 14 you know and he was probably 18 so i didn't like hang out with him but i'd see him at the basketball court or whatever and i would i would always be asking like we would all ask questions he'd be like i don't like black folk like he would get like real into it and i'd be like this makes me so uncomfortable but he was like, well, I don't know. It says people, I get Like, I remember just being so confused by it all. Uh, but I, So there's those people, too, you know, I guess. They're in every shape, size, color, race, yeah, whatever. Right. Exactly. Uh, oh, the rest of my favorite songs. So I said second grade was Coolio's one, two, three, four. Get your booty to the floor. Got to, got to get up to get down. Um, I would say first grade was probably like, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a bard. But I looked it up and that came out around the same time as the Coolio song. But I do remember both of those very vividly. It's probably like the two first rap songs that like really stuck out to me. And then in third grade, Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind was my favorite fucking song. Um, I remember that very well because I wanted to sing it in the talent show. I asked them if I could. They're not a rap group. People don't know. They're fucking, I don't know, 90s rock band. And uh, they were like, no, you can't sing that. And looking back, it's because they talk about smoking meth and shit in the song. And I don't fucking know. I'm just learning all the words of third grade, like, <laughs> doing crystal meth to lift you up until you break. And, you know, and they're like, no, <laughs> no, you cannot <laughs> sing that. Uh, and then No Diggity came out third to fourth grade. No Diggity was, like, my favorite song. That shit came on the radio, and it was everyone shut the fuck up. No Diggity's on the goddamn radio, you know. That was a really big deal. Um, and then after that, so that was fourth grade. And like I said, in sixth grade, I got a computer and Napster and shit. So after that, I guess I just downloaded so much music, I couldn't keep up with what I listened to. But for some reason before that, I can remember, like when a song comes out, I'm like, yeah, that was my shit. I love that shit. And then also, I didn't own a CD player until Hanson CD came out. Not for Hanson. I just saved up my allowance. I bought a portable boombox. And then my first CD I bought was Hanson. Did you walk around carrying it on your shoulder? No, I say my bedroom. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like a rectangle. It was like those round kind of kind of ones. And uh, I remember getting Hanson at the Walmart where I got the CD player. And then it was where I, we all had these lessons. Some albums just had one song you liked. And then you were like, huh, okay. So I just $17.99 for this. <laughs> yeah. And so you go through that. And that sucked. And then eventually I got my mom to do one of those Columbia House things where it was like, you get 11 CDs for a dollar, but you have to I know, agree. But it was like 10 years behind on the music. <laughs> oh, see, mine, mine was great. I had a great experience from what I remember. Now, you know, the story is you'd get fucked on all these things. Uh, but I got Blink 182 and uh, Enema of the State, I think was that album. And so I got like half rock and song and then half like rap music. And then my mom had all these like best of the 70s and best of the 80s that she had gotten before we owned a CD player. Like, I don't remember where, but I remember we ha- we had them before any of us owned a CD player. So I listened to those a lot just to be like, we own them, you know, and they're CDs. Uh, but CD fucking phase was crazy. And it didn't last very long for me because, like I said, I got Napster. And then, I mean, I still listen to CDs, but I was burning them. I wasn't right. uh, buying fucking CDs or anything. So I helped kill the music industry. Buy, burn, and return. That's Agnosty's motto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, your brother ran a whole bootlegging uh Man, Enterprise. He, he even had his license in like Tishomingo to do it for some somehow. I don't fucking know. It wasn't underground to Tish. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, do you have any favorite songs from childhood? Just in general, they don't have to know your age, but were there any songs you just fucking Baby Got Back, Buster Mix a lot. Yeah. Ninety three. That was a big fucking deal. That was a big deal. Oh, I think I remember another one for some reason you remind me of that because I would so this would probably be like ninety one or two, but I remember calling the radio station with my aunt Rachel when I was like four, three or four years old, probably four, uh, for the I'm too sexy for my shirt. Like I fucking loved that song as a very little kid as well. I've done some skits to that song. Oh, hell yeah. Uh but Sir Mix a Lot is kind of that same time frame. Sir Mix a Lot song is awesome. It was always played at dances. Well, me and, uh, in college, me and another big ground uh, white guy with uh, blonde curly hair, fro style, would always do karaoke on it, and it was a very hard karaoke song. For Baby Got Back? Yes. Why is that? It's 
you really have to know the word. You, oh. can't, you can't. You can't. You can't read it. You can't dumb your way through it. Yeah, yeah. You got to have that memorized for sure. Yes, uh, I would agree. I know. You know, we up Rusty earlier. I know he went in college, went to see Sir Mixlot in concert, and he was saying how like he done Baby Got Back a few different times, but like different vert. Like a, here's the classic, and then here's the rock cover, oh. and then here's the remix for like but, but that was like his so you know like that's his claim right. to fame so he had to he you know he didn't know he had so much shit he could do right um it is i think it's interesting i grew up in the and so did you as well the transition from the when we were very young and you could still watch something like son-in-law and the you know i remember because that sticks out like a girl with a small butt like a small tight butt it was like the thing around for whatever reason, like the early nineties. And then Sir Mixlaw puts out that song. And now I would say for the black community, I think they've probably always maybe been more for the round ladies. And I would say probably white people too. I mean, uh, fat bottom girls, I mean, existed, you know, kind of just Sir Mixlaw was talking about this shit, but, um, it, it's changed. Like nowadays it's like curves are like 100%. Right. On top, but there was a time when it was like, no, we need the straight. That's because people were supermodel fashion man, fashion magazines, and that ain't thing. Yeah, that's true. That you is know? true. Uh, they, and I think some women still do. I still think they are like, I want to be like the one in the fashion magazine. You're like, no guys looking at women in the. And no, I don't want to be mean to those people in the fashion magazines. Uh, you know, I yeah, mean, some eat, guys I'm sure something. are are yeah. uh, for that, but uh, I do think most grown men. Because I would say, even as a when I was younger, like. I would be like, yep, the skitty girls. Because you are you are told, like, that's the thing. But, like, just once you, like, I don't know, get more into puberty, I guess, or whatever, or you've been around <laughs> a little bit, you're like, no, no, that's, I think, a poor choice. Yeah. Poor choices. Um, so, I remember a couple of songs from college, you know, uh, that song, I Want to Be a Baller, Shot Collar, 20-Inch Blades. Yeah. That played a lot, along with the thong song. That song is great. Uh, I Want to Be a Baller. And then... Cisco, I remember buying Enter the Dragon at uh, an FYE or something like that. You know, one of those stores where my mom had to buy it for me because it was the parental advisory one. Because I was at that time like, I ain't getting no edited music. We're done with Walmart because Walmart would only sell edited shit. And my mom did it. And then I just listened to the Thong Song fucking 260 times over the first weekend or some shit. It was great. Every time there was a keg party, it would come on at some point. Well, you play it off the off chance some girl had the thong on, and then they would reveal it. So you'd be like, yes. It was like a secret, so I would assume, in college. You know, again, I was like in elementary school, I Man, think, when it came out. So I hung out with a dude that was so cocky, and hell, he was bigger than me. That he had this thing he called a plate of hose. He took this paper plate and cut it up like them note things and had different girls' names and numbers. He'd fucking spin that motherfucker, and he'd call them, and these people would just show up. It was crazy. Whenever he called. Yeah. Uh, he called it the plate of hoes. Well, I mean, if they were hoey enough, I guess that's what he was thinking. Uh, I mean, I think probably if I was more confident, the same way I brought about like my rap music, like if I was more confident, it probably helped me or whatever, or even in producing because people buy to that shit. But I just wasn't. I just never had confidence. Um, so, you know, famous like my wife, who'll be on the next episode. I mean, she came to my door and knocked on my door with brownies and was like, I want to be your friend. <laughs> so, like, that's how I met her. Um, well, she selling you some Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> uh, and then Powell was there, and I was like, yeah, you can come hang out with us, I guess. And so, you know, she was, I mean, I knew her before then, but I didn't, I didn't ever hung out with her or whatever. Um, so I just was not the top. I remember one girl taking me home from a pocket party, like when I was pledging, and she was not, so I liked her or whatever. And then she came all the way up to my apartment. I knew, I think she was like, assumed maybe I was going to make some move, but I just, I don't know. I, at that moment, my mind wasn't like that, but every, all the pox were like, oh, you totally fucked her. And I was like, I really didn't. They're like, dude, we know you did. I'm like, I really, if I would have known, I guess I would have went for it, but I was still like, I don't think that's, a, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, you still come from a small town. We still had gentlemanness in us. Right. We wasn't expecting all this. Yeah, I remember one time a girl sat out of my house, and I was thinking like, oh, because she wants to have sex with me. And then right before I went to sleep, she was like, just come sit here. Does me not want to have sex? I was like, oh, okay. And then I didn't do anything. And then the next morning she woke up, she left, and I was just like, all right, whatever. And then she was like, I can't believe you didn't do anything. And I'm like. You uh, told me not to. Right. I'm sorry. I respect your wishes. So For, uh, anyway, I'm glad, you know, I found my wife or whatever. So right. that has seemed to work out for now. And uh, we'll see. Hell yeah. Um, good job on the plate of hose to whoever that guy was, though. Uh, his name was Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Martin. 
<laughs> White chocolate original. Yeah, I'm. I used to be very, very protective over the white chocolate familyhood in our family. Now I don't. I haven't thought about it in years until you just brought it up. I hadn't either. Every now and then I'll think of it. Oh, that was a fun time. I mean, right. I mean, I feel bad that I don't love the fraternity more. You know, we don't talk about it very much on this podcast, but it's honestly because. I don't want anyone to hear us and think we live in a fraternity house in a big university uh, and people jizzed on our pillows and shit. Like no, it just wasn't. It was like, it's like it was more like a school club, but we fucking got drunk together and they're the homies. Um, and we do our bottom with traditions, but it was just different because we didn't have a house. You'd and, have a meeting and everybody had to manipulate their schedules. And you only get half the members at a time. Right. So I mean, it it was. It was something to do. It was cool. Right. And I'm glad I did because I didn't. Like, I went to school here my first year, and I didn't have any friends. I got arrested really quick in the dorms, which I've talked about, you know. And I was like, oh. Then I got all A's after that because I had no friends, and I quit doing drugs. And then I got in the fraternity and started again. And uh, it was great, though. I made all my friends. Like, I would have no friends. You know, I'd be on this podcast talking to fucking nobody. Or I would uh, still think that my friends in high school was the pinnacle of, you know. I think that's really what I think. If I didn't join, I would have went through college. You know, whatever would have, maybe I would have made other friends, but I would probably still think the guys I knew in high school were like my best friends. All right. You know, whereas in hindsight, I feel like I know these dudes. I what? only hung out with a few years, like so much more than I knew people I grew up with because you go through the struggle with these people. Right. You go through the broke days and the, bro, let's just throw some money if you get like a quarter sack or a 30 pack or like whatever. Right. And then you're All like, right. and maybe I'm talking about fucking drugs and alcohol too much when I'm talking about fraternities, but that just, me and you were the outcast. We brought weed into the fraternity pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So you like people overlooked me because they really didn't expect me to be a pothead. Right. And then I mean but then you were quite vocal about it. From well from day of course, one. Of course the years have changed since I went and you went. Yeah. I mean I uh I was fairly open of like, yeah, I'm gonna smoke pot and they never told me you couldn't either. I, I kinda had to hide it. The president we had at the time was he was well, And everyone before me had to hide it as well. And I think what happened, and I don't wanna hate him because I don't know their full story, but the person who was a president when I came in had like just got out of rehab for Coke or something. And so people were like well, I guess a little weed's fun. I don't know. Like, everyone's attitude oh, yeah. is a little different. And then also, I smoked with, like, all the members. So, like, as a pledge, I just, like, they were going to kick me out because I smoked with well, all of them. So I was a super active member, had a hell of a good time, but I had my whole pothead community right. that I did when I wasn't dicking around with fraternity. I mean, in hindsight, I wish I could have just taken some different pothead people from other fraternities and made our own little pothead fraternity. Uh you know, I didn't know anything about the Fatals, for instance, on campus, and they are like the pothead fraternity. I guess I'm not not trying to hate on them. That's what they were when I went through, uh-huh. and um, a few. But the only guy I knew was this dude during pledging, who was a douchebag. No offense to him, because I told him a lot of weed later on in life. But he, I was like, and then whenever he didn't get a big card from us, he went to the Fatals, and that was the only person I knew of, right? And then like after we got in a little bit. I met some Fytals that I thought were awesome as fuck. You know, even some now that I still see way more than I see of Pikes. So um, there are some I really liked. I had never really met a Sigtaw that I hung out with until, you know, my wife uh, and me started dating. And there's one guy who hangs out with her girlfriends. And he came over one night to Mon and Powwow's house. And then he he was really drunk, but he cried because we smoked Dro with him. Because at that time, that's what we called, you know, good weed was Dro. And he was like, Y'all have dro, <laughs> but he was so drunk. And we I was had like, some good times and some bad times with the sig talls. The five talls is what we called them back in the day because they only had five members. Oh, okay. So we called them the five talls. We did that for years, and they were all calm and they just kind of stayed back and stayed in their stayed in their third place. They accepted it, right? You know, because us and sig talls were the big boys. And then one of my pothead buddies was a zeta pie. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. The Christian fraternity. Yeah, yeah. The Zeta Pies, uh, when I was going through, their rule was they only had two pledges because some Bible verse says somehow two heads are better than one or some shit. Right? That's they told me. And one of their members ended up quitting them and becoming a pike, and we had to get something approved because they're a local fraternity, not a national, so they could uh, they could be at a pike. And so one of my good friends, Clayton, was a Zeta Pie and then quit and, and joined. Um, but yeah, the whole fraternity landscape, was fucking wild. I remember from the five talls, there was one guy that got his president who tried to tell them they couldn't smoke pot, and then they were all like, we're all going to quit. 
<laughs> and I was like, I just always appreciated them, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think I appreciated the meetings because it uh, allowed me to talk shit. You know, you kind of develop your voice a little bit amongst your peers. I'm pretty sure you was the Martin of our generation. Maybe. I mean, you I was the one that was very vocal. Everybody listened to you. You didn't really hold a position, but right. you kind of underbossed it. Yeah. Like a yeah. motherfucker. A little bit. I mean, I'm sure the officers that went through it probably were very annoyed with me. Um, now, a lot of them don't care nothing about me or whatever. You know, I'm sure they don't think about it. But um, I was definitely like the, hey, real quick, I don't think you've thought this through. So let me. Uh, <laughs> well, and then when you'd show up, everybody liked you. You was the fun of the party. I mean. I don't know. Pow Wow was more the fun of the party. Me, me and Pow were also more of a duo. You know, right. we kind of rolled together. But Pow Wow was the fun one. Well, we had Martin and Dunk. Both very loud, both very arrogant. I mean, my big brother. I think I met Mark. I met someone, uh, and they try to give me shit about wearing my hat backwards. And I'm like, if I'm not in a friendly mood and I am in like a confrontational mood, which doesn't happen too often, I could be a pretty big dick. And so they want to say, and like to me, I'm like, I've been here and turn your hat around since I was like five years old. And I normally don't wear my hat backwards too much these days. Uh, but he said that, and I was like, oh, that's real fucking cool. I like that jacket you got on. You look like a fucking, like, I was just a dick. Like, you look like a fucking pedophile. Like, and I was just, like, real dry yeah. and real mean. And then the person I said it to, I don't know if it was Martin. It might have been, you know, someone your age, though. If you didn't get a reaction, it was not Martin. Okay. I, pr- I promise you. Well, this person was definitely upset, but I just walked away and was like, I don't care about your opinion because you're old, oh, and no, I don't he, give a fuck. He would have talked shit right back. No, yeah, I this mean, guy no. necessarily didn't. No, so. he's, like, worse than me about arrogant being loud in public. He's a Hell no. If I can call you out, but he can back it up to you. I've seen him strokes of heads. Right. I mean, well, not all the time, but most people didn't fuck with him. Right. Well, that's the thing I disliked, I guess, about your age group of people. They would be like, well, you want to fight now? And whereas in our age group was like, none of us are going to fight each other. And that's just not going to happen. And you can get the fuck out of here if anyone's trying to fight. Like, we were very much like that. And I hated what we called the redneck militia. Um, I mean, they were my friends, some of them, but it's what we called the older guys that wanted to fight all the time. And then they didn't actually go to school. Well, they, they just got drunk. Each other. Um, Too no, much. That, <laughs> right. And so I would just be like, fuck, I hate these. Like, they were a reason I quit coming around, you know. I was like, I just got so tired of people that didn't go to college trying to fucking decide what people that went to college did. And I'm like, uh, gosh, y'all ain't going to go to school. I'll get well, the fuck yeah, out We had here. a few of those, too. That was kind of... They started off with that group, but then they just kind of hung around. They had, like, restaurant manager positions around town. Right. And then they would show up at functions and, well, y'all ain't doing this right. Well, y'all ain't. Shut the fuck up. We're going to school. Right. Me and Powell lived across the the porch from some young pikes, and they would always ask us questions. I'm like, well, y'all are doing it all wrong, but I don't care. That's what I tell them one time. I was like, well, no, y'all aren't doing it right, but I don't care. Do what you want. (laughs) <laughs> like it's not mine i'm not in it everybody has their own theory like they interpret it different and times change yeah like we did <clears throat> our big like the last fucking ritual you do and it's a big deal to me was like something y'all did in week five that people don't, don't care at all about so i'm like so even the memories aren't even exactly the same you know well they're not because they changed up several things when we went through like uh the night you found out your who your big brother was right they did ours way different because you know, well, I can't talk about it, but I'll tell you after. Right, right. I, there was just certain things, because we was all big fucking dudes. Yeah. So they changed that, how they approached that night very cautiously. Yeah, there was almost a fight on our night. Um, oh, yeah, ours fun. too. One, one, one of our fellow football players had left, and he started walking down the street saying he's coming back with the football team, and he was a starter. I wasn't, so, you know, he right. had a little pull. They yeah. calmed him down. You know, it was all good. We but. definitely had people get hostile, and I will say no one after my class got hostile. They are all kind of bitch made, so not hate them too oh, much. Man. But they were all like, "Y'all yeah, went and recruited some liberals." No, I'm, no. Just, I'm just joking. We just recruited joking. people with good grades. It out of nowhere, and this kind of did ruin the fraternity. And that'll be my last thing. I guess we wrap up is we wanted to win all those like the highest GPA awards. I didn't, but the fucking officers and shit did. So they did start uh, get rushing guys that they knew would have good grades. Um, went to class, which is good. That stuff is good. But I, in my opinion, they did not get enough of the wild cards, the Mavericks, if you will. Um, and then eventually it did just become an academic club. Like, I mean, the guys just weren't cool enough. I mean, we had pushes to get good grades for people. I mean, I made good grades, so that's what I'm about. Right. But, you know, not everybody. But we would have pushes where everybody get their grades up or and shit like that. We won several awards for right. stupid shit. But uh, – and, I mean, they had to change some stuff. I mean, the president of the university came in, and he was a pike. And uh, 
we had dinner with him and all that shit. And he was, he said all this shit behind closed doors of how he was going to keep it going. But then everything ever passed was about trying to demolish and weaken the Greek system. So oh, they was doing that when I went to school. And I'm like, I thought you were like, he was in the fucking founding year of the pox here. And then he's like, Oh, the best time of my life. Talking about fucking elephant walks and shit. And I'm like, you fucking dirty old man at this fucking dinner. I'm glad we don't do that shit anymore. And he's like, we'd put pledges in burlap underwear. They'd wear them for a month. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, and then that's when they're like, well, we, Greeks shouldn't get to do this, this, and this. And I, I see, yeah. if it had been like that back in the day, I probably wouldn't have been a Greek. I wouldn't have either. I mean, I said, I, I there's visited. a couple of things they tried to look at and told them that's fucking stupid. Yeah, we went to OU when Shad was pledging. And like I said, they tried to make our pledges do some shit. And I just went, no, no, no. They like all the pledges looked at me. I was like, y'all aren't doing that. And they were like, what? And I was like, we don't pledge guys that do that shit. And I remember the guys at OU getting like, not offended at me, but they were like, what? Acting like someone comes on your face is the best part of pledging. And you're like, oh, okay. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I would never. I was like, guys, y'all can say their chance, but y'all don't have to act like you're oh, fucking getting jizzed on. No. So please don't. That's stupid. <laughs> right. So there, that was my experience going up to, to bigger schools. Where I was like, oh, yeah, this is not for we me. We went to one one time. I think it was Tulsa. They had a huge fucking house. I don't know. It was one of the big campuses and bigger campuses, you know. We went to UCO once. Now it's fun. But that's about our size. I mean, they, they had, had a house. A huge stuff. fucking house, and there were just people everywhere. I mean, it was a huge party. Yeah, UCO was fun, but it ended not fun because Rebic got kind of wild and got in this fucking drinking match with UCO's Rebic. You know, their no. guy that was like, I'll, I'll drink you. And then by the end of the night, we were driving home, and fucking Rebic was punching J-Mac in the back of the head from the back seat, and J-Mac was like, get, you know, he gets real fucking yeah. mad and frustrated because he, he didn't want to be mad at you at rabbit because he knew he was drunk and unkind you know blacked out or whatever but he was and then J Mac was making sideshow pull over by the end but when we were like fucking five miles outside of the pull over we'll fight right now no i think J Mac was gonna or sideshow was gonna fight him it was fucking crazy and i was just like i just want to get home Damn. it's fucking 5 30 in the morning and we have still not made it home yet so um those times were fun yeah, so you had a Rebic. I, I mean, I got a little bit of Rebic, but not a ton. Oh, yeah. Rebic, I had Martin and Dunk. Rebic, uh, which I was more familiar with my Greek television shows for a reference, but he was out of school, had a place to party, you know, he had a job. Well, fucking Animal House, John Belushi. Or- yeah, John Belushi went to school. Rebic didn't, so it was just a little different. Uh-huh. So, like, he didn't have to wake up, or he was just, it was party every night. Um, and I don't get, don't get into his business, but he broke up with his longtime girlfriend when I first pledged. So like after that, it was like, I mean, it was a party of Rebecca's every night. It wasn't just like a little bit. It was like, he broke up with the love of his life and he's partying, you know, and Marshall lived with him, who was the, my homie. And so I would be like, fuck yeah, dude, every night, let's fucking do it. And then we'd play so much beer pong. And back in the day, Powell didn't drink. So I would drink all, all for, for our team <laughs> or whatever. And then I don't drink now. So I think that's funny, um, that that's the way it went at the time. Hell yeah. I drank enough between Fraternity does have a lot of good times. There's some stupid stuff that happens, but you know Every once in a while I think about how I put a cigarette out on Justin Grimes' kneecap. And he was like, Why'd you do that? And I was like, It was there, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I I would do really dick things like that. And I look back like, man, I kinda am an asshole when it all came down to it, but I just have to be in that uh competitive boyish atmosphere i guess known to be an asshole from time to time right it happens it happens um i asked people on uh twitter if we had topics today and they all are like trying to comment music shit and i was like yeah that's not what i talk about with snappy so never fucking mind and everyone seemed to get offended when i would say like man that's just not they were like well i was just helping and i'd be like i I get it i'm just for my music guess that'd be great (laughs) that's exactly what i said snappy don't talk music he tries but uh so maybe by next week, uh, people will get it, and I can start asking Twitter for questions. Well, yeah, if y'all actually listen to my episode, y'all know we just kind of right. shoot the shit. We talk a little bit about the news today, a lot about our fraternity shit. It just happened to me. It's just what happened to be there. Yep. But all right, peace, man. Peace.
Bobo makes beats. 